What's up, guys? We're back. Um, thank you for tuning into another episode of the Balcony Chatter podcast. Um, I don't even, you know, we got a few things to talk about today. I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about um, the Celtics where they're at currently, and you know the past few games and what they have coming up. We'll touch on the Bruins a little bit with the All Star game, um, the skills competition. And kind of give a little bit of a rundown and look ahead about the games coming up. Um, we're about to get off the the break here shortly, and um, got a couple back to backs, but we'll get into that stuff. Uh, I think the very first thing that we should talk about today is the very unfortunate thing that we have to talk about. Um, so, as I'm sure everybody has heard at this point, uh, there was a very tragic helicopter accident this past weekend um that involved kobe bryant his daughter and i think it was seven or eight others yeah seven yeah. um yeah i mean this is just horrific stuff um when i first saw this uh this report come out i didn't believe that it was real just because you know it's hard to believe stuff like that when you read it it's like this icon, this guy, this like basketball player, athlete that's kind of larger than life. You're like that could that couldn't happen to, you know, such a big named person. No, not in that way, and not after the night before. Exactly. Like, I mean, it just seemed like such a. It just seemed not. It didn't seem real. It's it still doesn't. I'd say, it's yeah. strange. Um, you know, uh. uh an amazing villain in, in Boston sports as far as Boston sports is, are concerned. The just love and respected him as a player on the court. Uh, you know, I know we'll, we'll not shy from the fact that he was, you know, not perfect character wise, um, you know, off the court, but I think what he was doing post his career off the court, um, is pretty incredible, uh, with his daughter and beyond there, what he was doing for, just youth basketball and uh right. i don't know he he had just started his post career and i think that's one of the saddest things outside of the fact that we've been robbed of his legacy in seeing uh his daughter Gigi even you know potentially reach the WNBA someday i mean she's pretty much she was pretty much going to go to uh Yukon and that would have been amazing and uh i don't know she could she could have just kind of helped transcend the sport a few years down the road and who knows? Yeah. Maybe by then it'll be you know more get more of the respect that it does deserve because I do believe the WNBA uh, deserves it. But you know we lost legacy and uh, we lost you know the person who started the legacy as well. So it was it yeah. was insane. And I do think that it is important to say like you know we are of course Celtics fans and all that, but there would be no you know to, in in our lifetime there would be no rivalry the way that it was without Kobe and right. how th how that was. I mean, obviously, y you look further back before Kobe, there was a, a bigger, you know, there was big rivalry between the Lakers and the Celtics forever. But this is something that we grew up with. You know, for me, it was, you know, it was Michael Jordan. And then you think, you know, you're not really going to see another player similar to that. And I'm not saying Kobe was Michael Jordan, but. The, I mean, he's as similar as it's going to get. Exactly. So it it's like the like I said, these larger than life athletes, they really, you know, you grow to to respect them and love them in the game 
even if they're not on your team. Yeah, you know, like, I mean, just and outside of the fact that the Lakers are our rival, it's just it does, you can't you cannot deny, and even in New England, this is happening. You know, just people yelling out Kobe. He was like, when they're shooting the ball, it's just like he was he was the icon of the generation. You see how affected every player in the NBA was by this because it's like their god. Uh, like cause right. now, this era is like. You know they're younger than us. They they didn't have Jordan really. Most of exactly. the NBA players they had Kobe was their Jordan. Yep. It's just it's so it's so tragic the whole thing. You know yeah. everybody that was on that helicopter. It just sucks, yeah. man. It just it it's not it's not all about Kobe. But I mean, seeing as we are a sports podcast, it's obviously the thing that we might hone in on a little bit here. Yeah. It's just the whole thing is just so bad. Yeah. And and seeing all the not only fans and and people that loved Kobe talk about it it's like seeing his friends talk about the whole thing and his friends like Shaq he's in a bad he's in bad shape right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I all the all the power to Shaq for pushing forward and being on TNT and, you know, everything he's doing um, uh, you know, just trying to maintain some sort of normalcy and pushing through like Kobe like he says that Kobe would want him to do. Right. Um I you know, I have a lot of respect for that. But uh it's it's brutal. I mean, the city of Los Angeles alone, it's it's crazy. It's uh someone pointed out that like when actors die and even when it's suddenly like you don't you didn't you don't feel the weight of it the same way you felt the weight of Kobe Bryant dying. And like it really took the wind out of the city and it's still not really back. And, well, uh, I mean I think you... tomorrow night I'm actually heading down to the Staples Center to just be around there during the uh during the Lakers game and I want to I was going to ask the you the memorial. Yeah. I was going to ask you like how things kind of are out there. What's the vibe? Obviously, I would imagine that it's kind of doom and gloom a little bit, but yeah, um, it just you, you just kind of like feel it around. I mean, you know, LA's a bunch of transplants, so it's not like I know a, a ton of Lakers fans. Yeah. But it's more like the people you pass in the street and who are in the 7-Eleven with you at the same time and like co-workers and like people who work in your building who aren't co-workers type stuff and uh just you know how it affects everyone like that and uh of course just we were such a social media age so all that as well and just having you know your entire feed for like what felt like three days just be kobe highlights uh um, i mean it still is you know the, we're, yeah, we're it's, they're still there it's but it was everything for me for like a, right. a bit right but um i don't know i, th- I think it's really uh there's been some, you know, I think it's made people realize to say I love you no matter who you are. Um, like, just like, you know, tell your people you love you. Like, that's how Shaq's saying. I think it's brought some truly, you know, good, like, uh, things to the community. But uh, at, yeah. at, a, at an absolutely horrible, horrible cost. Uh, and uh, especially, uh, you know, his daughter as well and the other seven people. You know, I I love that that no matter what NBA team it is, or at this point it seems like almost every sports team is doing some sort of you know remembrance of Kobe and acknowledging the fact that there were actually other people on that helicopter as well. But it just shows that he was such like if you're looking at sports in general, he was just such a sports icon. If you take away anything that happened outside of basketball. Just his work, his work ethic for the Lakers, what they did on that team. Everybody wanted to be like him, regardless of the sport. 
You know, it was like just being able to work as hard as that guy is what everyone strived to be. You know, like it really gave everyone a lot of motivation to be better um, at their specific sport or craft or whatever it may be. I mean, I've seen over this this week, you know, hockey players being like, I wanted to be you in hockey. I don't I didn't play basketball, but I wanted to work as hard and I wanted to be that superstar. And, you know, it really just shows that the impression that he kind of left on on everyone all over the sports world. Yeah, and uh, you can see how it affected. I like how the NBA has been honoring him. Um, yeah, it's been tough, but uh, we should get into it. I am a little tight on time here, uh, but rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. And uh, Yeah, for sure. You know, the Celtics did look like a funk that day that they found out. They played through that game. It was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, five out of the last six, I think it is. Looking pretty solid, um, yeah. Outside of that game, and the three we dropped before that, but big win against Miami, solid win tonight against the Warriors, who can be pesky. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking the way we're looking. Congratulations to Jason Tatum. Yeah, for sure. Welcome to uh, I'm sorry, All Star Jason Tatum. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. He looked great tonight. Um, and you. It's cool that he got to actually like train under Kobe, because like I don't know, you can see so much of Kobe in his game, like just emulation type stuff. Not not saying anything about caliber player, right? Right, of course. But just uh, in the way he handles the basketball and gets to the basket and shoots and stuff. So, well, let's I guess quickly glance over the Celtics here then, and and before we skip, you know, before we move over to the Bruins, um, the next couple games that the Celtics have coming up are Philly. Atlanta and Orlando, um, you know, not really easy games. Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to bring up too. We had a very depleted Orlando win in there, uh, which was really cool. Um, we'll see what happens when we're closer to full strength. It's nice to have Tatum back uh, in the lineup. Um, you know, it's it's just kind of put up or shut up time down the stretch. I believe Tatum said, or maybe it was Brown, in a post game that you got to treat every game like a playoff game. Oh no, I think it was Gordon actually said that, and uh, absolutely, it's just it's that time. Even right before the All Star break, you just especially with these conference rivals, you got to come at it and yeah. uh, look out for whatever the Pacers are going to do now that they have Victor Oladipo back. I do think that that's going to change the game a bit, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting uh, leading up to the All Star game, and then seeing how they really, hopefully, turn it on after that too. Yeah, going to need to. Hopefully everybody else gets some good rest and, uh, you know, Tatum and uh, Kemba have a good time. Be interested to see if Grant Williams makes the rookie game. He might. I don't know. I don't know who's in that. You got to fill out a lot of spots. I guess it's rookie sophomore, so maybe not. But uh, yeah, all's all's looking good over in Celtics camp going into the All Star break. Good. Speaking of All Stars, let's touch on the the NHL All Star game uh, and the skills competition where skills competition pasta was in there on the what they were calling the shooting stars uh game whatever you want to call it competition um where they shoot from you know basically above the lower dome or the lower bowl over the fans onto targets onto the uh onto the ice pasta did not do very well (laughs) no uh but he did then make his you know 
he was acting as himself and joking with the media afterwards being like, well, you know, I guess I should have built a 30 foot high thing in my backyard and been practicing <laughs> for, for, uh, three weeks leading up to Fantastic. the all-star game, but I'm a Fantastic. bad pro. So yeah, he's a bad pro. Yeah. He's nowhere but, near on pace for a Wayne Gretzky type season. So mm. he sucks. <laughs> so speaking of being a bad pro, he's actually the opposite of that because in the all-star game, he scored a hat trick uh, the next game, he scored one goal, and then he became the MVP of the All Star Game. He's which, the f- he's the fourth Bruin to do that. I'm pretty sure that's good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's good. The other guys, I don't know if anyone's heard of them. One of them was is uh, this guy named Ray Bork. Uh, another one was this guy named I think it was Joe Thornton was his name, and then uh, the the last guy was some some fucking schmuck named Bill Guerin. So I don't I don't know. I don't think actually I don't think it was was Joe Thornton. I think it was Bobby Orr. Oh, it was Bobby Orr. E- even even I better. Just, I just love that it was Bill Guerin. <laughs> oh yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it's just it's again, it's the All-Star game. We've talked about how we hate it, how we love it, but it's still cool to see if anyone's going to win an MVP. It's you obviously want it to be your guy. So and and the fact that he scored a hat trick is cool. Again, I know it's the the All Star game and they're not like, you know, nobody's diving over the the goal line to make a nice save or anything like that. But it's still cool to see. I mean, y- you want to see that? No, it's awesome. Looks like you had a lot of fun and uh, it's still showing yourself amongst the stars. You know, I mean, my favorite was. I'm not saying everyone's going full throttle, but yeah. It's, but it's cool. It's cool to stand out in those games. I, I don't think it means jack shit, but I'm. I'm Someone's got to win the MVP. Might Someone's going to win it. Pasta. Might not be John Scott. The be- <laughs> the best was, so the Bruins are back to practicing now, getting ready for, um, getting ready to come back for the games that we have coming up after this nine days off. Yeah. And they, which they we said, agreed that we don't norm, or I said that I don't normally like, but I, I think it's good this time around. I think we agreed on that. I think we needed it big time. Yeah. The fact that Tuca had the concussion, um, couple of the guys look pretty banged up uh, I think it's I think it's good for us right now but they asked Marshan after practice you know how do you feel about pasta winning the MVP in the in the all-star game and like how he you know he did such a good job and he goes what did he do he goes I don't know I was on vacation I didn't know any I don't know anything about this and then the media obviously laughs, and he's like, no, I'm just kidding. It's awesome that he won it, and <laughs> he goes into this whole thing. But it's cool that, you know, they, that. they all kind of – they're all over each other, you know, all the time. Yeah. They have yeah. a good – the we whole team two, has a good we got dynamic. Two, we got two good locker rooms going with, with both our teams we like talking about on here, and it's fucking awesome to watch. Yeah. It makes I mean, when what, you lose – it makes when you lose not just, like, completely repulsive. Right. Watching that Celtics game tonight, they looked like they were having fun together. I mean, they, they did. They were – having a good time on the court it's yeah it's always good to be home i guess but i mean they just look like they they mesh yeah um you know i think next episode we'll get into it more uh but uh you know there's the trade deadline looming looming in the nba too yes. so we'll see what happens there yeah i'm wondering if we'll see some trades on either of these teams i'm wondering yeah, i'm wondering if we'll see some trades as far as the nba is concerned uh very significant or very many at all a lot of people are thinking it's going to be a quiet season. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's only time will tell at this point. Absolutely. A uh, couple more Bruins things. 
uh, coming back again from the break is they recall uh, recalled Coolman and Lozon again, which, as we saw from the last game, both of those guys really stepped up. I mean, yeah. it was nice to see us get some new faces in the lineup, and those two guys seem to – I mean, I'm a big fan of Coolman. I think that he has a lot of potential, and he has a lot to bring to the table. Uh, unlike some other players that I think are good, but I don't know what's going to happen with them. Like Heinen, I don't know that he's going to actually turn it I'm up. I'm going to plead and, the fifth. Yeah. Okay. In, in, in an effort to save time, I won't. I won't yeah. once again go in on Dante Heinen. <laughs> um, I'm Lozon, sparing him. Lozon's got got a nice uh, a nice shot. I mean, he scored that one from the blue line last time, so I'd like to see us continue with that you know see have him step up and just take some shots that's the whole problem with this team i think right now is that we're not taking enough shots so right we need we need to get that going Um, i'm all for shots they love the pass but get a little more into the shot we have a very strange situation going on with david backus right now (sighs) did you hear about this whatsoever I've heard I heard uh that he was on waivers. That was the last I heard. So he got put on waivers yeah. and then he cleared waivers because nobody wants that contract. Seven mil. Right. Uh something like it's something like that. Whatever it is. It's a lot. Yeah. Um It pisses off a lot of people in the balcony. Yes. And so what they did was they sent him to Providence. He had I don't know, X amount of days to to actually report to Providence. So I don't remember what that was. But then they granted him the bye week early. So they gave him those nine days off so he didn't have to go to Providence right away. Then over this break, they had discussion with him. Uh, Sweeney and, and Backus and all of them sat down, and they came to the conclusion that him playing in Providence is not the best interest of either parties involved. Meaning Backus doesn't want to go there because, of course not. I mean, it's kind of like a kicking the nuts you know like to be playing as a pro for so long and be captain for a team for so long before coming to the Bruins and now getting put back down to Providence like it's kind of a I don't know man I, that, I, maybe he's embarrassed or maybe he just doesn't feel like he's you know he's over going to Providence that's it yeah um so so what they had decided was that it wasn't in the best interest for either of them to have him play in Providence so I think what's going to happen now is that means that they will actively be trying to trade away his contract or trade him, retaining salary from you know from the trade? Obviously, no one's going to take him for the full salary, right? And so I think that before the trade deadline, they try to get rid of him. If they do, great. If they don't, he either has to report to Providence, or I don't know what happens. I really don't. So I think he, I think he just starts playing golf early. But at the same time, if he plays in Providence, he's getting paid an NHL salary in Providence, and that's that hurts for one. And two, you know what happens if he gets hurt down there, or whatever? Then you basically just again have a paperweight that's that you can't let's, use. Let's yeah, I mean if we can get rid of him, great. I mean since they're not going to play him, I'd rather we play him. But that's Me not too. my call. So if we're not going to play him, and that's the world we're living in, I say you send him golfing. Don't let him hurt his career. He's just going to have a very early off season, and when this shit's fucking. Dead and gone, or do what is it? How many more years is it? That his contract is over at the end of next season, so we oh have God. T- a year and a half left. Yeah, I don't know. So at this point, what they what I think that they have to do is trade him away for you know, be like, hey, 
we will retain half of the salary and you take him and we get a fifth round pick. You know, something that we just we're we're screwed either way. You yeah. know, but we need to get rid of some set we need to clear some salary cap space. Absolutely. So I don't know what they're gonna do, but that's the weird situation that we're in right now. It's nice. It is nice though to have a team. I mean, it's none. None of this is really nice, but it's there's some sort of like positive thought about how, you know, like we have a seven million dollars that we're not using, and we're still do- having such a good season. Uh, totally, and I think that has to do a lot with how some of the younger guys have really stepped up. And of course. And- as much as I kind of give Heinen a bad a hard time, like he doesn't get paid a lot of money and he's a fine player. Like, you know, there we need fine players in, in positions as well. You can't have a star in every single position. So right. you get Coolman who gets paid literally nothing, like dirt, and he's producing in, in not so much on the score sheet, but he's fast, he hustles, he hits. Like he, he you know, we got guys that are really important to the team that don't necessarily score all the time we've had this conversation before we're not going to get into it we had the coil conversation you know like to me there's more importance for for certain players than scoring so just leave it at that yeah i agree um and then the the one last thing that i kind of have here that i thought was interesting that cassidy was saying or actually okay side note Uh, Kevin Miller and Clifton were skating before practice today. So it is a step in the right direction. It still seems like Miller may never play another game for the Bruins, but I hope that's not true. Um, He's one of my favorite players. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I just, it's going to be tough for him to get back in, in the game, you know? Right. But good news is that they were skating before. I love Clifton too. I think that he's a great player to have. Um, so hopefully we can get, one of those guys back soon or I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I like them both. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice, but I don't know if not, then I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on this team where I, all the guys we've mentioned, I want, but if we're not going to do that, that's not the world we live in. Then I want, you know, let's make some good moves or something. Let's not be paying these dudes that we're not going to utilize even right. if they get healthy. Well, so. they're going to be, there's going to be a lot of decisions to make pretty soon here with, you know, DeBrusque, and you still got to sign Krug if you want to keep him, obviously. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of big decisions that need to be made here soon. Yeah, I think we should get into that. Uh, we should have a free agency episode pretty soon. Yeah, pending absolutely. Because I could do about 20 minutes on what I think they'll do with Krug. Yeah, dude, me too. Yeah, um, there's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a real scale effect. You're throwing pebbles on each side. Yeah. Yeah. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. We we definitely need to get into that at some point then. So we'll we'll definitely talk about that on a future episode. Um, but uh, the so back to my other point. The thing that I thought was strange is what Cassidy had said today after practice was Rask looks great, um, and he is more than likely starting in Winnipeg. Which, if I remember correctly, that means that Winnipeg is the game on Friday. Um, and I was under the impression that Tuco was getting a one-game suspension, regardless of him getting injured. Right. So if he got injured before he said that he was skipping the All-Star game, he wouldn't have got suspended for the one game. Yeah. But seeing as he came out beforehand and said, "I, I'm not, you know, I'm taking the 
time to be with my family. I'm making the selfish decision. Um, and then they gave him the one-game suspension. So I, I don't really know how that works. Uh, I don't understand how he's playing when I was under the impression he wasn't going to be able to for one game. Well, NHL not having their shit together works for me, I guess, in this scenario. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my guy. I uh, unfortunately got to take off. All right. Um, this is, uh, let's see. Let's see how these Bruins look after nine days, and uh, let's see how these Celtics roll into the break. But uh, let's let's make sure we talk at the top of next week so we get some free agency takes going. Will do. All right, brother. All right.